You are a song. According to science, that is more truth than anything else that your brain can tell you. You are a vibration. You are an energy frequency. And yet, why do we live our lives based upon what a series of thoughts tell us we are? The ego, other people, things that have come up in our lifetime. Let's explore the song that has always wanted to be sung through you, by you, the authentic you. My friend, let's begin singing your song of aliveness. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Song of Aliveness podcast. I am Pete Sibley. I am excited to be here with you. Today's podcast, I think, is fire. And I normally don't say that, but what a great way to just, I feel like I get to embody this energy that I want to talk about today. And that is self-doubt. Self-doubt's reign is ending. I feel it in me. I see it in my clients. I see signs of it showing up in the world all over the place. This is different than self-doubt is going away, like forever. Having something go away forever doesn't serve us. An example of that is a natural ecosystem. We don't want to wipe something totally out, even though it may seem like a quote-unquote pest, right? Remember what happened with something like DDT, and we're like, hey, we need to get rid of this stuff, so we're going to spray DDT down, and oh, wow, that wiped out so many other things and had so many other negative repercussions. What we are finding is the same thing happens inside of us. We don't need to wipe something out to have its reign, to have its power, um, like, go away and to re-empower us. Self-doubt is something that we have grown accustomed to. If you are like me and you're listening to this podcast, so you probably are, you've gotten really used to using negative self-talk in your own head. So that's where we're going to start today. We're going to talk about self-doubt. And as we do that, what I want you to think about as you go through this podcast, and this could be an exercise you use in all of your life, but see specifically how this applies to you. See if you can take it in and say, you know what, I'm going to walk away with the thing that I needed today. You know, that is the beginning of a mind that steps out of self-kind or <laughs> almost said self-kindness that steps out of self-doubt and into a space of self-kindness like you know what I'm going to get what I need because the self-doubt comes from and we'll take a look at this like a place of needing it to be perfect and yada yada lots of other stuff so walk away with what you need the other thing that I want to say is I want to say thank you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for popping in the earbuds or whatever, however you listen to this. I am really, really, really grateful for you. I'm grateful for you on a couple different levels. One is I can picture you in my mind's eye. I don't know exactly who you are, but I feel like energetically maybe you and I can connect uh, just by you being you and me being me. And the fact that you would take some time to listen to my voice, to listen to the ideas that come uh, from me, 
but that resonate in you. I mean, isn't that how it works? We get, you know, information from some people or we feel uplifted or inspired by some people and then we take that and we bring it to somebody else. That ultimately is what this idea of our song of aliveness and tapping it into that is about. That it's a net like positive, right? Anytime that we are more of ourselves, allowing more of that music and that song to live and be expressed through us, well, that just means we are making that vibration okay and safe and normal for other people to do it in the world. Self-doubt comes from an old paradigm that uses or used self-doubt as a way to keep us from doing that. It was fear-based the people or the systems that did this it was fear-based and it was intended to allow certain people to uh, stay empowered it was used as control to inflame self-doubt so it's had centuries millennia of time for it to be inflamed it to be like woven into the very conversation and fabric that you hear almost as like, that's just the way it is, right? And even a saying like that, that's just the way it is. So if you start to go against the way it is, then self-doubt is there as something that has been inflamed to stop you from doing that. The other thing that I want to say, aside from thank you for being that type of person that's listening today, is that maybe there's somebody that you know who would benefit from what is talked about on this podcast. So I'm going to invite you to share it with them. If you feel inspired to do so, share uh, the link to this podcast, maybe share one of the episodes that really spoke to you. And the other thing is uh, I am would love to ask you to go down and rate this show. You can do that as you're listening right now. And yep, just exactly the way you're doing it. <laughs> seeing you in my mind's eye going down to the bottom of however and wherever you're listening to this and giving it a rating i'd love a five-star rating and leaving a quick comment you can just you know write a little note saying like hey pete or whatever i love seeing those notes show up um especially in podcasts if you're listening on apple podcasts that's a that's a big way where it helps to you know, generate the algorithms so more people get to hear a conversation like this. Like, let's take a look at creating and supporting something that might support another person. Like, how do we end the reign of self-doubt in our own minds? All right, so I love you. Thank you for being here. And don't forget to rate the show or comment or share it. Um, and you can always find me on the socials. I am still self-kindness with Pete uh, over on Instagram. That's where I show up the most. And you can leave a comment there. So, But let's get into self-doubt. Here is what is coming up in this podcast. Today, I am going to teach you how to become aware of self-doubt as it is showing up within you in real time. Right? Because that's when it's important. Um, having these tools in my life was very helpful, but it wasn't until I could actually, you know, access them in real time that it made a big difference. I used to say, this is kind of like, 
you know, this inner reflective work is kind of like having a fire extinguisher. It's like the fire is there. I want to have the extinguisher in hand. I don't want to be like looking through a cabinet or not sure if I have one there. Or, you know, it's also kind of like a seatbelt or, um, you know, like a, a, why can't I say the word? Airbag. Thank you, brain. And so you want it there right then in the moment when it shows up. So I'm going to teach you today how to become aware of the self-doubt as it's showing up within you, as it's happening. And then I will teach you how to identify the thoughts that are creating that feeling that we call self-doubt and how to move towards thoughts and other ways that will first help subdue that intensity of the self-doubt and then move you towards that more uh, empowered place of feeling capable, certain, connected, and confident. All right? And here's the weird twist. You might even come to admire self-doubt by the end of the podcast. Hmm. (laughs) So, we'll see. We're going to try to get there. All right, so first, spotting self-doubt. This is where we begin. So I like to think of this, and um, I've recently been thinking about this with feelings, that like I like to think of this ability to spot something kind of like you are a birder. Now, I don't know. I love seeing birds at a time. I used to hang with some people who are really into birding, like, I mean, the kind of people that would go on vacations specifically so they could check new birds off of their lifelong bird list. Yeah, those people. And, you know, I I shouldn't badmouth. I'm not badmouthing those people. I still actually take pictures of birds and I send it to those friends of mine um, because they are just like, they're so smart and they can just like, they know so much about birds. It's really fascinating. Anyway, if that's your gig. But being like a birder, this is how you spot emotions in you. Like you're just out there looking. You're just out there paying attention, keeping it in mind that it might show up. So self-doubt can go by other names. It can go by the name of imposter syndrome. It could go by the name of like lack of self-discipline, insecurity, really anything that points to you feeling like you are at fault for the results and not in a good way. So probably the most recognizable way that self-doubt shows up is in response to you having an opportunity that excites you. Like you get an offer to present at work or maybe as an artist you're invited to do an art installation and then after the initial excitement begins, and that starts to die down a little, it starts to lessen in the body, you suddenly notice it's been replaced with a sense of stress or anxious feeling. Enter self-doubt. It will also show up if you've taken action or said something, like maybe you sent an email asking for a meeting regarding a possible raise at work, Or maybe you speak up at a parents' meeting at school. But then, as you drive away, you start second-guessing your comments. 
or sometimes someone comes back at us with a really big like in your face um you know way of being because of something you did or something you said like this could be you know your spouse in a parenting moment or your sister-in-law same thing like in a parenting moment and like they come at you with all these comments and so you feel that worry you feel that energy and enter self-doubt and it could be so many ways that it's triggered but ultimately the feeling is what we can use to help us see that it is happening to help us in real time in the moment witness it now this is important as you'll see when we get to noticing how thoughts and feelings work together and they work to affect the next action that you take in your life okay so you're starting to notice it's arising in you or that it's already here and maybe you're driving in your car or maybe you are like walking away from your sister-in-law or whatever and you notice those first feelings that like sense of what you might call self-doubt rising in you now your very first reaction if you're noticing those feelings will most likely be I don't like this feeling it's uncomfortable I need to do something to change this feeling now here's how we begin to end the reign of self-doubt in your life this is it pay attention are you ready this is how you do it first when you see it coming up or you notice that it's already here breathe take a breath and notice it where in your body do you feel it take a second first to get curious my friend if you walk away with one thing out of the 150 episodes that I have ever you know that I've put out with this podcast and the previous self-kindness podcast this is it this is the secret take a moment to get curious first before you move into that wanting to get rid of it it's uncomfortable I don't want it to be here place now I want you to really take that in that this is the secret of all life I was just recently watching a post by uh, Dr. Edith uh, Eger Eger I'm not sure how you pronounce her last name it's E-G-E-R she is an author in a New York Times bestseller of books called The Gift and the Choice. She was a Holocaust survivor. She was released um, uh, and when she shortly after she was freed from the prison camp, she began to have suicidal thoughts. She had survivor's guilt and she said it was she noticed that the one thing that kept her going was curiosity take that in the thing that kept somebody going after going through the, the atrocities of being a holocaust survivor 
was curiosity. And that curiosity about her life, what would happen, that kept her alive day by day, and what she's lived her life for every day since, being curious. So let's try it. Can you be curious about that feeling that is already in you, that is arising in you? Now, this gets lip service. It gets like, oh yeah, that's right. Let's be present. Let's be with it. But this is it. Again, if there's one thing that we take away. It is an act of self-acceptance. And in my book, any act of self-acceptance, like an act of being curious about a feeling or emotion, is what it means to be self-loving. All right. So once you've taken a moment to notice the feeling, now you're ready for the next step. Finding the cause or the thought behind the feeling. So unless you are a fully like living, like all realized mind, like think enlightened state of being, unless you're one of those persons, and if you are, thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, But if you're like, The rest of us, most feelings are, I would say 95% of our feelings are the results of a thought or a belief that we just had. The The thought happens and then the feeling hits. And the feelings and the experience you call self doubt are no different. Now, I'll come back in a second to what I mean by that you call it self-doubt in just a moment. But first, let's go on. So as you notice the feelings in your body, get still and pay attention. What was it you were thinking right before you had the feeling? Now, if the feeling was anxiousness or nervousness or worry or stress, um and you start calling that doubt, here are some of the possible thoughts that I have collected in my own mind and from my clients. Thoughts like, they'll be disappointed, or they are disappointed, or I can't do it, I won't be able to, or they won't like me, or who am I to, or this will hurt their feelings, or I hurt their feelings. Or, I've done it before and it didn't work. I've failed. It's always something. It's never ending. So, once you see the thought, that helps your brain, your physical body, your awareness to see what was behind you feeling stressed, anxious, and uncertain. Now, these thought-feeling combinations are at work in your life throughout your day and it's really good to know this because once you know this about you and about your mind or maybe you already know this and you're just listening to this podcast and it's a reminder of this you can begin to use this information and understanding to create more of what serves you more of what you desire this is how you take back the power from self-doubt. This is how you dethrone 
self-doubt in your life in that moment. Now, you might listen to this and be like, yeah, Pete, like it doesn't show up that much. But the areas that it does show up, and this is also really great if you're a parent to continue to learn these skills because this is how you model and you can speak to self-doubt if it shows up in your kids or somebody else's life. So now I want to quickly go back to why I mentioned you, like I said, something like about the experience that you're calling self-doubt. Because it's important to notice that with feelings and emotions, that the feeling in of itself isn't a problem. It's not a problem to have feelings. I know that you probably remember the Sesame Street little jingles or Mr. Rogers saying this. And yet, even in me, in my 40-something-year-old life, I'm still continuing to learn this and embody it. Feelings themselves are not the problem. It's what we are thinking and believing about them, what we are making them mean. So the thought that we put onto the feeling creates and extends it as feeling like a problem and a challenge. So that's what I wanted to look at. Because let's take, for example, a feeling like that might come up in self-doubt, of anxiousness or stress, of like your stomach flipping, right? Like, like that feeling. And if it's coupled with a thought or if it's combined with the thought like, I can't do it or I did it wrong, like then you call that thought-feeling combo self-doubt. Now, if you had that same flipping sensation in your stomach, but you were riding a water flume on a sunny day, with your kids or your best friend from college, like you would call it fun. You would call it exhilarating. And you probably even paid for the experience. So this is direct evidence. Find it for yourself in your own life if you're not into stomach flipping and that stuff. But this is direct evidence where emotions and feelings are not a problem. The same thing is with like a scary movie. Like, you just paid for being at the scary movie. But it's not a problem. You know it's a movie. And yet, what happens when you feel it in your gut and your home on the couch and you feel that and you weren't watching a scary movie? Well, then your brain will go to work and start telling you why that emotion is there and what it means and on and on and on. So that is the reminder that feelings are never the problem. If anything, they are part of the solution. They are going to lead you back to your own mind and how to step back in with kindness, with acceptance, with being gentle, and starting to do the work you must do for yourself, which is to begin being intentional about what you would like to be telling yourself about those thoughts and feeling combinations. This is really important because some people say like the reason why we are here is to be creative. And I see one way that we are creative is how we are creating our own narratives. 
in my own experience, it's like, I'm pretty amazed at how I could actually create the narrative that my life wasn't working with the evidence evidence that I had in my life. In my self-depression um, time in my life, I had a lot of things that people say were the things that make you happy. A beautiful wife, I had great kids, I was living in still, you know, in my music career. I was living on like the bay in California. And so I can look back at that life actually and see that version of me as very creative. Creating a narrative that told me that somehow I wasn't enough. That's pretty creative. That might be, uh, you know, another episode for another time. But remembering that you are the one creating your narrative. Self-doubt will, won't go away. It doesn't go away. It's the lie that we might have heard that you need to not have self-doubt in order to achieve, you know, big, good, like, purpose-driven things, right? Your potential in the world. It's not true. It doesn't have to go away for you to do your meaningful and purposeful work in the world. It doesn't have to go away for you to be happier. If someone were to ask me, today, do I have less self-doubt than I did back then? I would say no. And I might even have more self-doubt showing up because I'm taking bigger steps in my life than I did back then. But I can 100% say I am happier. And I know what that means for me. This isn't like I'm giggling up and down and like, you know, <laughs> like like it's, it's, it's just not that. It's a level and a degree of contentment that exists in my life that did not back then. So self-doubt is still here. It can be seen as something that actually helps us it helps us to get really focused. It helps us to make a brave choice. It helps us to um, show us that we are stepping towards that next version of us. And it comes along with us. It comes along when we speak up. It comes along when we take that bold action while we read a feedback form from the results of something that we put out there or, or like from your team at work. I believe this is the time that self-doubt and its reign, its power over you and its power over all of us has come to an end. And it begins in you. It's not because it's bad, but it's because for centuries it had been used to, like, in, inflamed, like I said, in service of others who were fear-based in their goals and their desires. They were stuck in a scarcity uh, mindset, a scarcity paradigm. And seeing that you learning to love and step into more of you, that inspires and uplifts other people, is how we begin to really shift this self-doubt and the 
the self-doubt reign. And again, like I said at the beginning, you might start seeing self-doubt when it shows up in your life as something that is admirable. Why? Because it's reminding you that you are human. It's reminding you that you can bring it along and that at maybe at one point in your life, it did serve you. It did help to keep you safe in the situation. And now we can see it as something that ultimately is just another facet of the infinite number, infinite facets that make up yours and my humanness. Now that is the goal that I invite us all to step towards. That's where I suggest we go, allowing the unique version of humanity that is you to be seen, to be heard, to be celebrated, and yes, to be worthy, deserving, and loved. That is self-acceptance that leads to a radical loving shift in the world. This is the end of the reign of those old paradigms and begins a reign of self-love and compassion. And I doubt, (laughs) see what I did there? And I doubt you don't want to see that world with me. So let's make it happen. Let's begin today. All right, my friend, I love you. And so grateful you took the time to be here. Tell a friend if you think this uh, episode would serve them in what they're going through. And I would love to hear your comments. So if you tag me in this podcast in your social media, I will definitely repost it um, and give you a big shout out in my world as well. All right. Love you. Talk with you soon. Hey, 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 my friend. Ready to take this from knowing it to actually living it? Two ways you can do that. Head on down to inquire about my one-on-one life coaching where you and I would work together for a period of time to put these practices into place. Sign up and schedule your free consultation today. Or go down and you can sign up for my newsletter where you'll get plenty of information of how to do this. And, you know, you can also schedule that call. All right. Love you, friend.